day to you. Today we'll be discussing a missing persons case from 1961. Her name was Joan Risch. I want to say that's her last name. She went missing on October 24th, 1961. She was a mother of two, a four-year-old Lillian and a two-year-old son, David. Her parents died in a fire when she was about nine years old. She went into foster care initially, and that's where her foster dad SA'd her reportedly, and then she went to go and live with her aunt and uncle. Back in 1954, Joan met a man named Martin Risch at a Harvard football game. The pair soon fell in love, and they decided to get married and move to Massachusetts, Lincoln, Massachusetts. Joan left her job and became a homemaker and a stay-at-home mother. So on October 24th, Joan and her two children were at home while Martin had went to New York on a business trip. So that day, she had went and ran errands, took the kids to the dentist, and then they went home for lunch. After lunch, she put David down for a nap, and Lillian went next door to play with her friend, Douglas. After a little while, Douglas's mother needed to go run some errands of her own, so she sent Lillian back home, and when Lillian got home, she opened the door, and her mother was missing, and she had said that there was red paint all over the kitchen floor. So Lillian had ran back immediately to her friend's house, and the mother was like, what's going on? Barbara is the mom of Douglas, and she said, you know, I walked in, my mom's missing, there's red paint all over the floor. So she came back to see what was going on, and that's when she had noticed that it was actually blood and not red paint. So Barbara had called the authorities, and they had showed up at Joan's house about 4.40 p.m., and they observed the blood, which was type O blood found at the scene. It was on the walls and on the floor of the kitchen. They noticed that the telephone had been removed from the kitchen wall and put into the trash can. The table was overturned, chairs were scattered. So that kind of indicates that there's like a struggle going on. There was also a trail of blood that went from the kitchen to David's bedroom up to his crib. Not David wasn't harmed in any way. He was just crying when the authorities had arrived. And there was also a trail of blood leading from the kitchen to Joan's car, which was still in the driveway. It was confirmed, however, that Joan did have type O blood, but they didn't have DNA testing back then, so they weren't able to actually test the blood to see if it was Joan's. Law enforcement did say that there was approximately half a pint of blood, which wasn't enough to kill somebody. It's more like a superficial wound. The authorities did, however, have a few tips come in, but it only kind of deepened the mystery of where Joan actually was. Someone had reported seeing a gray Oldsmobile parked outside of her house at 3.20 p.m. on the afternoon that she had went missing. Other people had reported seeing the missing woman walking near the Cambridge Reservoir on Route 128 in Waltham. The caller said the woman had blood on her legs and appeared to be disoriented. Multiple people reported seeing the same woman. Authorities searched the entire area, including an extensive search of the reservoir. However, they did not find any evidence of her or anyone matching her description. 
Upon further inspection of the scene and after consulting her husband, authorities determined that one of her coats was missing from the house and they also found several empty beer bottles in the trash can, which her husband said his wife would not have drank. They were intrigued by some of the books that Joan had recently checked out from the local library, as many books were of people who have disappeared and people who have been murdered. They were specifically interested in one of the books, which were under the same circumstances as Joan's disappearance. The book was titled Into Thin Air. A woman had planned her own disappearance and left blood spatter behind to confuse the authorities. But it was, however, unclear whether the subject matter of the books had anything to do with her disappearance or if it was just a coincidence. Her husband did say that she always enjoyed reading mystery books. In the years following her disappearance, authorities did collect about 5,000 fingerprints from people to compare to the fingerprints found at the scene. However, none of them matched any of the prints found in Joan's home. Another theory that people had about Joan's disappearance was that she was pregnant and she hadn't arranged for an abortion to be performed at her home because at the time abortion was illegal. Therefore, she and the doctor performing the abortion could have faced public humiliation and legal trouble if they were caught. So the theory was that something may have went wrong during the procedure and she was either physically hurt or had a mental breakdown. It had been suggested that the theory explains the blood and obviously the attempt to clean up the blood. Supporters of this theory suggest that the beer might have been used as an anesthetic and the phone may have been ripped off the wall by the doctor as Joan attempted to call for help. This theory would also explain the matching description of the woman walking down the road with blood running down her legs. Her husband dismissed the abortion theory. He said his wife, you know, loved children. She loved being a mom and that there was no way that that would have happened. He believes that his wife is still alive and may be suffering from amnesia. He refused to declare her dead, so he died in 2009, and he never gave up hope trying to find his wife. So what do you guys think happened? Do you think that she faked her own disappearance? Do you think that she was trying to replicate this book, and maybe she was just, maybe had postpartum, maybe she was depressed and she wanted to get away, or maybe something happened to her?